When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Thursday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hello, theater kids. It's your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, back with another episode of the Broadway cast with iHeartRadio Broadway. On today's episode, we are genuflecting before the new queens of Broadway. Yep, the recently crowned cast of six joins us for an exciting conversation and maybe, just maybe, a little bit of a mini concert. You're welcome. If you haven't seen Six yet, I 10 out of 10 recommend you get to a production ASAP with two national tours, Broadway, a UK production, UK tours, and cruise ships. You can get to a Six. Do yourself the favor. Six has turned what it means to be a musical completely on its ear. Is it a full-blown pop concert? Is it a musical? Is it a vocal pyrotechnic diva battle for the ages? The answer is yes to all of it. I got to see the show recently with the new cast, and I was blown away. I was the guy shouting, sing, bitch, uh, at the top of my lungs and dancing in my seat, which, for the record, is highly encouraged if you're seeing six. What struck me the most about this conversation we had is just how many elements are at play for these actresses. It's hard. It's hard, detailed work that they make look so, so effortless and so, so fun. We get into the audition process, rehearsals, and making the show your own, as well as their musical influences and obsessions. If you don't leave the theater pumped and singing at six, I don't know what to tell you. Go get your pulse checked, because you may be dead. So let's say all hail to the new queendom. Bree Jackson is Catherine of Aragon. Brennan Lark is Catherine Parr. And Carrie Renee Fuller is Jane Seymour, who, incidentally, if you're in New York City, has a concert coming up of her music in New York City at the Cutting Room on November 8th at 7 p.m. There's going to be some rock and roll and some originals, so as an opportunity to support your queendom as well. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the episode as well. So make sure you do that. All right, before we get into the Hall of the Monarchy, I want to remind you to follow us on social media at The Broadway Cast. You can hit me up at Ben Does Broadway on all platforms. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Rate us, review us, share us with your friends, and if you would like to support us even further and get exclusive content that is made solely and only for you, by all means, join our Patreon family. You can click the link in the liner notes and do that. We would love it. All right, it's time to meet the queens. Let's go on with the show. 
Here we are, my good friends. The queens are in the building. We've got one half, 50% of the queens. This is the new monarchy of Broadway. The queens are in the house. And, of course, I'm talking about my pal Bree Jackson, the new Catherine of Aragon. What's up, y'all? Uh, hi, Bree. <laughs> uh, we were just talking before we pushed play uh, or record, as it were, on this, that you kept this secret real good for me. You told me on an Insta DM that something fun was coming, and you said specifically, and I think you're going to like it. <laughs> and I want you to know that I do. I really did. And it was very hard, to because I'm like, Bindi... <laughs> You know everybody and everything. Sure. So it was literally like, I was like, the fact that he doesn't know means that, wow, this has done a really good job of keeping it quiet. That it's working. It's I wonder work- what's on the, like, what's the threat that you're given contractually if you do tell? Like, what is, is it like stocks in in Times Square it's, or Honestly, now that I think about it, I don't know what it is because it is very, it is visceral for me to the point that my family now, I've been doing this for professionally for 11 years now. My family to this day knows that if I say you cannot say anything, it, they feel like it's like under pain of death. That yeah. They ask me every time they talk to me after I've told them a new casting, they're like, so am I allowed to talk about it now? And it's like, no, not yet. Not yeah. yet. Like my family, I, I've trained them to an extent, but Come to think of it, I don't really know what I think what will happen? happen to me if I if it gets I'm going to go with straight up beheading. I feel like yes. it's on theme. I feel yes. like you could put that in the contract and everyone's going to still do the job. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, told, I told everyone. Did you blab? <laughs> I just, well, I don't post on social media anyways. Yeah. So I just told the people, and I'm like, just don't post it anywhere. Just don't post it, but you can talk about it at home. Yeah, I don't care. Um, that's Carrie Renee Fuller, everybody, by <laughs> yeah! the way, who's Broadway's new Jane Seymour, the only one he truly loved. Rude. <laughs> Hi. So today we're going to talk, uh, Carrie and I were discussing, we're going to talk all politics and <laughs> social media all yes, day. Yes, please. Cancel me, cancel me. It's gonna, <laughs> we're going <laughs> to see how many cancel a queen is the game today on the show. Wait, I think you no, know. It's divorced, beheaded. <laughs> Cancelled. Oh my gosh, that's the worst one. Behead me first. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to the guillotine. You're going to the guillotine. Who said that? Oh my gosh, it's Brennan Lark. Hello, hello. She's the survivor. Catherine Parr, rounding out our queendom today. Yeah. It's fun. This is fun for me because um, these are faces I know and love, and uh, we've definitely. A lot of us have frolicked on the gay beaches of Fire Island together <laughs> uh, and Frolic. just couldn't make it happen this year because we had to be in six. That's literally, oh, that's why the DM, DMs, yeah. because I was supposed to come to, to Fire, Fire Island, Island and I couldn't because of this. Something fun was happening. <laughs> it's so true. How long did you sit on the news, I Brennan? I think about, am I making this up, almost two months? Two months. That's a long time say, to sit on that. Yeah, and were you secrecy? Were you golden? Did you stay quiet or did I, you tell a I, select I, I mean, few? I mean, I have my, my core my core five. She posted on her Finsta. Only- on her Finsta. <laughs> I do have my Finsta. Carrie. <laughs> tell everyone. Oh, now they're, they're, they're scrolling and trolling and trying Uh-oh. to find that Finsta. I don't know what it is. No, that, my lips are sealed on that one. But yeah, I had my, my core ones that knew. You have to, because otherwise I feel like if stress causes us sickness and stress, like, puts us in a grave early. Yeah. I also can't. You got to let like, that out. My friends know when I'm I'm keeping something from them. They can tell that they your aura tell. changes. Yeah. She's I'm not a- being herself. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. So it's pretty intimate when you're in a cast this small and where everybody's the star of the show equally. Um, you get pretty close. But I want to know before you got on stage with six did your lives intersect before did we know each other before 
Gary and I had like a Les Mis connection. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I really never actually met you. I just knew of you. No, I only knew of you as well because I had heard, I don't know if this was true. You never know. But my agents were like, it's between you and one other one other woman for Eponine. And I was like, fucking great. Let's go. Let's and then I obviously didn't book that. And so I was like, who's this bitch? And then, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I went to go see the show. I went to go see my friend um, Kyle Jean-Baptiste, who oh, yeah. we went to college together. We were in the same class. Um, and I remember going and seeing the show and I got to see Miss Beautiful Bitten. Aww, and I was like, you. and it actually, it worked out obviously for the best but i've known of you but we didn't meet we in person i don't think yeah. until broadway sings yeah we did like a broadway sings oh, together. like Those several years later yeah. yeah yeah so yeah we know each other kind of like that is peripherally uh, that's Kyle. the most Loophole. real connection ever though that's like this mm-hmm. bitch beat me out for a job she once did. <laughs> she doesn't she know did. it but i but i know it <laughs> she, she's done many a thing <laughs> so i'm not worried Every, about Carrie. everyone's no one's worried about Carrie. everyone's <laughs> what about brie did we know brie um, no, actually, here's the funny thing. We have six degree of separation totally very, very heavily. <laughs> Carrie and I have the same agents. Oh. So that's really cool. In school, and it, right? Didn't you guys go to the same Oh, no, 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 oh. no. Um, but no, we did. We did have. We have the same agent, so that was always funny because literally, my agent was like, "Yeah, we already have someone coming in who's been there and everything." And I was like, "Oh, who?" And he was like, "Oh, it's Gary." And I was like, "Okay, great, cool." Um, and then I knew about Brennan because we were doing Dreamgirls internationally at the same time. She ah, was doing it in London, which I saw her in London. That's where we met. Yes. And I was mm-hmm. doing it in um, Korea, and we were sending in tapes for the next rounds for Stop. you all. <laughs> while I was, while we were doing, <laughs> literally, yeah, I filmed a tape connection. for that. Yeah. And then also she did um, Les Mis with one of my best friends <laughs> in the world. I was also in for Dreamgirls. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, she was. She was. I wonder why one you didn't get it. I wonder why Who I didn't get it. Who beat you up for that one? <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's the best segue. Thank you for that musical segue. That's going to lead us into our icebreaker game. We like to start off our show with a game. And today we are playing the six-song challenge. Oh, boy. Here's how it's going to work, ladies. I am going to provide you with a word. We'll start with Carrie. I'm going to give you a word. Carrie, you need to come up with a song that has that word in it. Give us a little phrase of that. And then whatever word Carrie ends on, Brie, you've got to find a song that's got that. You only have six seconds to come up with a song. And does we it have to be round. from six? It does not. It okay, should it not be, be any from song. six. Any song at all. The only bonus is that if it's a show tune, you get an extra Queen Point. Oh, gosh. And those are good for absolutely oh, Me and nothing. show tunes, though. Love it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> we'll talk about that. All right. Okay. So I'm going to give you an easy one to start off with. Hopefully we can get through two rounds, and that'll be six songs. Great. Here is, oh, God, I'm so excited. Great. The six-song challenge. Mm-hmm. Carrie, the word is heart. Oh, God. You're a heartbreaker, Ooh. dream maker, ah. love taker, don't you mess around with me. Me, You're that's a, a good one, me. And her name is me. She loves me more yeah. than I'll ever know. Ooh. And I finally see that loving you and loving me just don't seem to work at all. All. Um, all the men that I need. Yeah. Um, he will me up. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me yeah. down. He gives me thumbs. All the men. 
need men. all the men, men that I all we can go with I man. Need. I'm good with man. Man. Man, mm. sure. Oh. Oh, oh man. Oh my man, I love oh. you so. Oh. Music. Heaven know all my life is just despair, but I don't care when he takes me in his arms. Oh. The world is quite <laughs> all right. I like right for a right? song. Right. Oh. Yeah. Ooh, uh, Ooh, that's hard. Uh, let me be your right starting here oh! tonight. Let me be your right hand. Oh, man. Shit. Let me be your right hand. Man. Oh, Which man. puts us back that to man, man on Brennan. Is <laughs> now this a I can't theme? get my man out of my head. <laughs> um, Do you want to go with the word right? I'll give you the word right. Yeah. Right. But still, know. I'm thinking about my man. Um, <laughs> uh, man. Oh, um, my man. Isn't that still my man? The beginning? It's my man. Uh, you could start with the man in the mirror. Oh, okay. Am I phoning a friend on that one? I don't know. I phoned a friend. Your friend. with the man in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Thank you for my. Oh, and that's where we'll I literally end. had my man emblazoned. <laughs> yeah. That's because it's checking all the boxes. All the words are in there. But yeah. also, like yeah. bad musical theater girl. What show is that one from? That's from something rotten. Ah! I am over here being gay to help you with that. Not that. No. 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 I know. Yours, mine was from. Oh, oh yeah. No. What, what I, was Carrie's? Mine was funny girl. Yeah. There we go. I thought you didn't know Which what right hand. No. 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 Was no. I knew. I loved that. Oh. Okay. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That was one, love my, that was one of those ones that I saw twice. But. Absolutely. Um, also, bonus points double. Man in the Mirror, I'll give it to you because it's also a show tune Yes, now. it is. Yes, it MJ is. the Musical on the I Boards. Uh, isn't it amazing? All of our favorite pop songs have become. Did you, the conga is a, is a show tune <laughs> now. now. My gosh, put that in, sing that in choir. You know. Um, it's, you know, what's going to be next is like Gangnam Style is going to be, you know. We are moments a, away are from moments Gangnam away from Style, it. the musical. Uh, <laughs> we so are. you're all right. new in, in six now. Did you did we all go in at the same time? I feel like we peppered in. We folded yeah, it in like the cheese. Yeah, I think like it was a little cheese. popcorn. Yeah, because Brennan popcorn and I, we moment. did one set of auditions together. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that was, I think my, fall? S- yeah, that was fall. That was my first dance audition. That was when we finally got to do in person. Yeah, that was my first set of How much of that had to be um, a self-tape? How much of this? <laughs> I did my first, what? I started this journey in March of 2020. Oh, shit. Yeah, like literally my audition, my first audition for Six the Musical was canceled by the pandemic. Uh-huh. And so I sent my first tape like uh, early April 2020, and I had to film it on my porch outside because everyone in my household had COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, I was in Cats at the time. I toured with Cats, and we were in Toronto at the end of 2019. And, yeah, so it had to have been Dece- November, December of 2019, and I was in my dressing room. I was like, I got to find somebody who can play. <laughs> and luckily we had amazing people in our pit, amazing musicians, and I found a local – a guy that was a local guitar player in our pit. And I was like, will you play a song for me in my dressing room so I can send for a self-tape? It's like, yep. And so I've I've literally, I think, by the time I heard that I did not book the tour in November of last year, 
I had had 15 or 16 auditions for this. Whoa. No way. Good I'm going to just Carrie, say it. That's what? too many. That's that's 15? too many. I'm, my my lips are sealed on that one. Well, I, that's at some point they they've got to start paying you for that. That's just a personal opinion moment for me. Call equity. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, that takes me back to like the rent days. Do you remember when they used to do that to people in rent and people had to go in like twenty five times and they eventually had to had to pay them. Yeah. Um, but that was your first answer was just so you know you didn't get the tour. Well, I had been in for. I mean, I really truly do believe that intentions were beautifully good. Um. I think that they were just trying to find a place. Where I had always been in for Jane. I had never been seen for anyone else until um, I think that they were like, no, we really like this other girl, Jasmine, who's on the sure. road right now. Absolutely stunning. Um, we really like her for the role of Jane. Um, do you want to come in and get this for Cleves? What? Really? So I gave them like. Curveball. Like Banks and Charlie X and X or whatever her name is. <laughs> XCX. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. I don't know her name. Word whatever Charlie X is. I gave yeah. <laughs> whatever. Sure. And um, I went in twice, for once or twice for Cleves, and they were like, not a good fit. And this, so they were like, no. And then all of a sudden, I got a call in February of, 20, of this year, 2022. Can you start rehearsals tomorrow? <laughs> we need you for tomorrow. medical leave. Well, oh, so you were able to, you, you bounced a little I, bit. I did th- I think it was 10 or 13 weeks um, as Jane Seymour um, while Abby was needed to be away. Yeah. And so it was an amazing introduction to the show. I got to meet everyone. I got to work with most of the original cast members. Uh-huh. Um, and it also just gave me, I mean, I knew that it had an ex- expiry when I went in. Right. Um, and there was absolutely no, we knew Abby was coming back as she should. Yeah. And there was no... Um, like I never, I, I never knew that I was going to take over once Abby decided to leave. I had no idea. I just had to treat it like it was that amount of time. Sure. It was a good lesson for me. And this time around, when we all started together, um, I felt much more confident and in my skin than I did the first time. So it, very rarely do you get a second chance to do something like sure. this. So I'm. It's it's worked out beautifully. You get to bring a lot more mm-hmm. know-how and a little bit more confidence in making oh, it. Oh yeah, own I realized all that. the mistakes I had made the first go around, and I was like, I can. I actually strangely have a second chance at this. This is wild. I just so I took every chance for, I could. Two things. I love that you were in for Cleves. And I know, right? I want footage. I want footage. Having seen you do Seymour, I, it's it's wild to me because you're so beautiful in it. Your voice sits in that song so. I love singing it beautifully. Mm-hmm. I would have guessed Par, not that Cleves. Is, That's yeah. incredible. But that you had that many auditions and then a one day turnaround phone call. I is, mean, listen, fate. That let me tell you. That is great. When. Tell me, when did you all first see the show? Did you see the show before? I had never seen. Crazy. Actually, when I did Dreamgirls in 2018. Was it 2018? Yeah. Let's say that's right. 2017. Yeah. Time doesn't matter after the pandemic. I have no idea. From pandemic on, I don't know. Time and space continuum. Yeah, it's gone. 2017. Sure. We'll (laughs) go with that one. Um, one of my dressers came into the room one day and was like, there's a show called, there's a show called Six, and, um, I think you could have a cheeky time. A cheeky time? That was a terrible accent. You didn't know. <laughs> to know. That's right on, yeah. Anyway, that was the first time I ever heard of, of Six, because he came into my dressing room and would play the soundtrack incessantly. And oh. I just kind of like, I didn't really think too much into it. So from that time on, I'd never seen it. 
Mm -hmm. um, until I would say we rehearsed for a total of four weeks. I would say the second week I went to see the show for the first time. Is that true for everybody? Same. I didn't so, get to see oh, it we until, yeah, we went together and it was, yeah, during our second week. Second it was the beginning of, of our second week of yeah. rehearsals was when I got to see the show. Yeah. Was that a hindrance to you or was that so, was that empowering because I you didn't have much, things built up in your mind? I'm definitely the type, like, I, um, I kind of don't want to see things at first to psych myself out. So I think, sure. like, I was at a place where we had made a huge, um, we had learned a huge chunk of the show. So watching it didn't feel so daunting of like, I need to learn all of those very meticulous um, steps in a short amount of time. So it felt so much better because like two weeks in, we had learned a, a decent amount. We had, well, we had learned the, the first number, which is seven minutes long. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so, so I felt we like I, I wouldn't epic. have watched it if I didn't feel I was ready to see the magic that was up there that I would be soon learning and mm -hmm. downloading into my into your whole into my software being. Yeah. system. My what bro. was your impression of the show when you saw it? I actually saw it after I had not gotten the job. <laughs> and so I actually, it was very clean slate for me. I, I was very at peace with not booking it. Truly, I was. Mm. Um, everything happens for a reason. And um, I went to go see the show with uh, a few friends and I was sitting there and I was like, Man, I really want to like not want to do this show because I wanted to, you know, be. A, I was like, I don't know that I will do this show. At that point, I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know that I will do this show. And I mean, but I, I was like, this is amazing because I am at, at the time, I was also and still am trying to have a music career outside of theater. Mm -hmm. And ah. so this was amazing because I was like, wow, this is a concert yeah yeah this like is such has such a crossover audience and a crossover reach that i just i was like this is unique in many many ways because it's all of these six women that are all shining in their very individual styles uh -huh. and that's very rare and yeah. i i was i was so excited and the lights and i mean the sound design i mean can we just talk about the sound design Ooh, baby. Forget about it that sound design is, is lit like let me tell you it's so smooth it's so clean every time you guys break into the six the harmony is just yeah the sound and the balance of it is unbelievable i mean i always forget that it is designed the way it is because we in our in ears we right. we only hear the raw vocals and the raw track we don't hear all of the effects and the echoes that you guys hear in the audience we hear none sure. of the reverb we hear nothing that's why i'm always having an in ear out when i'm singing heart of stone because i've got to hear my environment oh yeah yeah i pop them out at you after see, yeah. after our opening number i yep. pop mine out and i i do the whole show with one in ear in and, and one I out because i cannot mariah carey yeah. well let's talk about that for people <laughs> listening because that is a really unique thing that it does not happen in this broadway was shows so unique. to have that as recording artists and major concert artists have is the in-ear monitors that you've got in and i do remember watching the show the other night uh, and noticing, Brennan, that yours was out. And then yeah. you were there was a time when you're like, now this baby's going back I in. I full Mariah Carey because I I love that element. I love the element because similarly, I've come from, uh, before I did any of this, I've always been a singer first. And I actually did wedding singing and we had to use in-ears. So it's like, okay. you never know why things show up mm -hmm. just to prepare you. But um, I thoroughly enjoy the in-ears, but there are some moments, just so I can hear myself a little bit better, I do have my system where I pop one out. Uh -huh. So I can in real time hear what's going on. And also sometimes with the in-ears, 
one thing is that we didn't the first time we wore the in-ears for us was our put-in rehearsal oh wow so the put-in rehearsal was, is always so jarring it was a in little every daunting. way so yeah sometimes it can be I don't know. Carrie and I talk about this all the time. There's a lot of stimulation on the stage, just full transparency. So um, sometimes just having one element, like taking out an in-ear, just grounds you a little bit more mm -hmm. because there's so many, the lights and the just like the sheer aesthetic of the show with our costumes. There's a lot of like sensory overload. At we were talking about this in your favorite, yeah. <laughs> House, yeah, of Holbein. House of Holbein. Oh, where you can't see that anything? That's just like... Uh, th that's what woo. she was saying. Brennan it's was telling the blind me. number. That's I call it my blind number. And funnily enough, speaking of the in-ears, I actually lost my in-ears at the last show. Oh. Yeah, like I yeah. went... Um, so I guess apparently somewhere in my contraption of costume... Yeah my cord to my in-ears and the pack that we wear severed, like full-blown, not like just unplugged, like full-blown severed. Oh, no, but so it's not there at all was, for you. what happened was in my ears, I'm in the middle of the dance number, and all of a sudden it went dark. Like that was basically, it was like my sound went out. So as far as I knew, my mic wasn't working, and there's no way for us to stop because we're in the middle of a six-minute num six number. Yeah. And it was... Funnily enough, if you had asked me four weeks ago before we had started performances, you know, doing a Broadway show without those in-ears, I'd be like, yeah, that's normal. That was actually the weirdest show to do because I was like, I'm so used to having my sound and my count-offs and everything in at least mm -hmm. one of these ears. I'm checked in in a very different way. But actually doing it full-blown Broadway live was like, yeah. this is different. This is not mm -hmm. the show where this feels normal to do it that way. And this is my second time having to do musical theater with in-ears in. And well, I wonder, I, moving forward, Jesus if you Christ next- Jesus Christ, Life. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I wonder, going forward, though, if it'll be another adjustment back to not having them in, whatever happens after this. It will be, I think, because, but I think the, the difference is, is the, the other way, which is why our sound design is so amazing, is that it is mixed strictly for the house to hear. Yeah. And so there's no monitors on stage for us. So it it's all it's, in there. It sounds completely different. Like even with me just listening, only having my own ears as opposed to having the in ears, all I'm hearing is what is happening out there in that house. So mm. it was literally I was like, I am trusting that I know what every rhythm is supposed to be, and I'm keeping my head on a swivel with the rest of these women to make sure that I am on step with y'all because. It's, it's, it's not mixed feel, for us to hear It's got to feel stage. out of body then. Yeah, it when is. you unplugged like that. <laughs> going back to the audition process, because um, you mentioned going for Cleves, which I'm gonna, I'm, that's going to do me good for a very long time. Was <laughs> it specific for, for the other two um, yeah. of which, which queen you were going in for? I've always been par, team par. You've always been team par? Um, yeah, that, that was my girl. That's what they associated with you, or did you say that's the one I want? Oh, no, that's just what came up. Yeah. That's just always what's come up from the beginning. Um, and I feel like it is the right, I mean, I, I sometimes I'm like, I'd like to be Seymour maybe. That seems I like would that love to be. play par. We can switch. I think we can <laughs> do Pokemon card trading. <laughs> just do it in red. He's like, I'm happy where I am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. Mm. True story. We've we've had this discussion before. So yeah. I was originally up for Jane Seymour really? and Aragon. My first my first tapes were me singing Heart of Stone. And I would I would like no to way. hear that. Yeah. I would like to hear that. Um, after hearing you sing it, I don't want to ever touch Heart of Stone ever again. <laughs> oh honestly, really and truly, absolutely no, not. No, like honestly, <laughs> really and truly, I was like, yeah, that um, that's a fun idea, but wow. they made the correct choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> As Holly would say, I respectfully decline. Um, <laughs> but I would actually, I 
everyone wants to play Cleves. That would be a lot of fun. That's just like my inner little like bad bitch wants to be Cleves. But I think the queen that I would really want to have, like I would actually want to play, I think it is Bolin. I think I yeah, would want I Bolin. That. That's the other. That's the one that really? I want. Yeah, wow, I, I think Bo would be the one that I would be like, give me her because she's fun. The sass, the comedy, the like coming in and out. She's so cheeky. She's got cheeky. all those zingers. She's got yeah. all the. Yeah, and then the rock punchy. song. Like that yeah. rock song is everything. Savvy night, yeah. savvy that. I, I would like to hear. I would like to hear you sing that because yeah. it it would just be so different, yeah. and I I would love it. That's one of the greatest things about this show is that the songs are not for any particular voice it's type. True. They were all inspired by very specific singers, but they are very. Um, there are no boundaries. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Yeah, you're not locked into. It has to be this t- type right. of voice to sell the song. Um, tell me about the rehearsal process once you're once you're in there. What Ooh, what goes down? And Paul also Queen's going into camp. a show that exists already, very different rehearsal process than creating a show from from the ground up. I will say that um, the audition process was a great insight as to what the rehearsal process might be. How so? Because I feel that the audition process was quite rigorous. Um, the first round when I went in the fall, so I started last year. Four auditions in a row, like one day, then callback, then the next day. But it was, we learned three dance numbers, did the par monologue, Oof. did the song, swapping in and out of rooms to get notes with, you know, Roberta, our musical, um, our associate uh, supervisor. supervisor. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was already a start as to what was to come. And then when I auditioned, again, I didn't get it that round. So last fall I had auditioned for the tour and replacements. I didn't get it. Went back in in December and didn't get it again and it was the same thing of like truly an all-day affair totally multiple marathon multiple days days. Mm -hmm. but i will say moving forward to the rehearsal process we kind of already knew some of the choreo which was kind of nice yeah a little bit we touched it was nice to know those kind of new yeah um but i will say like we definitely hunkered down we were still in six land but we were definitely eat sleeping we were there 10 around 10 to 11 and then until maybe Five six six yeah usually six p.m. every day for four weeks and um, we went started from the top started from from the very beginning. now did you get to do a lot of this together or were you kind of separated so it was so me and Brennan and, and um two and of our uh our fabulous Alts. alternates yeah. Holly and Ayla the four of us we started all together uh, at the same time mm-hmm. and then they brought Carrie Carrie Barry like, like yeah two weeks in. Yeah. She um, was in Malta, honey. Yeah, she <laughs> was. Yeah, living. She was it living. is interesting though. Rock. I, she was our rock. That was a she unique, was our heart of stone. She it was, was a unique place to be because I had already my rehearsal process was vastly different when yeah, I came I? in. When I went in the first time, I Joy Woods and I went in together. She had she uh-huh. was par prior. She she replaced Anna, um, and she and I went in together, but not in our own space. We were rehearsing with the Aragon tour. Oh, interesting. So they were, they were, because they were a fully fledged cast. Right. They had like the setup, but Joy and I. Were kind of on the outskirts going. We were on the outskirts. We were in the back um, learning the choreography, not knowing where we were supposed to be ever. Wow. And then our amazing dance team would take us into the other and we were at a new 42 and we had the entire floor and we would like the four of us would uh join myself and then Eliza and uh Glur 
would just kind of fill in where we needed to fill in. Joy and I only had two weeks to learn the show. Boof. Jesus Christ. Boof. And not only did we only have two weeks to learn the show, we had two weeks to learn the show in such a fractured way. Jesus. Oh, yeah. And it's a steam steam train yeah, of a show. And, and we're going into like an already formed cast that knows the show like the back of their hand. And so it was extraordinarily intimidating. Uh, Joy and I have a very unique bond in that, that that was we <laughs> survived nom we survived it we survived it and so coming in this time around having like i was still messing up in the show my first go around even before like right before i left like that it's such a uh, fast paced and ev- in every way all it takes is one second yes I, yeah and i think yeah. audiences don't realize that when they see the poli- polished uh final product they don't realize how fractured a rehearsal process can be and how what a deficit you're playing against. And I, that's why I was so envious. I was like, oh my gosh, they're getting to learn the show in order. <laughs> I was like, Boy, what would that wow. be? I can't imagine. I, like, I, I mean, honestly, even with our four weeks, because one of the unique things about it is that, like you said, it's a concert. But And so they're calling all of Broadway's singers. Like, all of us are rolling in, like, ready to sing our faces sure. off. But, baby, this is a dance show. This is exactly where I this wanted to go next. Dance because we show. started talking about this before we got on. And so it's, like, I... I can't believe you learned it in two weeks yeah, because four learned weeks it is a very loose term. Learned it, <laughs> I was enough. familiar. You received information. <laughs> you received information very quickly. For two weeks. <laughs> it is. It's fast. It's intricate. Yeah. There's direction changes, and sometimes you can't see. And when it you're doesn't flopping. repeat. That's the other thing. Like that's the one thing oh. that is like extremely terrifying about this show is that there is nothing that actually repeats. If wow. you're singing the same phrase, you're singing different lyrics. If you're singing the same chorus, there's a note different. There's a different line in it. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a dance step, there's going to be something I think I don't even different. I don't even sit with that information because <laughs> that will can't. actually make me feel even more it's like more daunting to actually hear. I'm like, let me Welcome just do to it. Anxiety. Yeah. Um what was for each of you? What was the most challenging part dance-wise? What's the most uh the whole thing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was just, I think just... Does it take up more of your brain space, your bandwidth, when when you're out on stage? As, you, as you know, obviously we're saying the baddest bitches in, in town are coming in to sing for this show. It I was, was the learn... I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you guys. Just the, yeah, I just think that the pace, the pacing of the show, this getting some of the stamina. Yeah. Um, And again, just um, receiving a lot of information. And uh, I think even our, aside from just the movement... Our numbers and our 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 spike marks and our our positioning is so meticulous too that that I mean it's not just two it's like two point five like you're healing oh, yeah. the the blue X your 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 toes are on the purple X it's those little things that started to make me go a little bit woo that's the, that was the hardest part for me yeah. I mean the hardest number for me is chore- choreography wise is don't lose your head because it it takes a lot of coordination yes uh. but. <laughs> The overarching dancing challenge is not the choreography. Um, A, the choreography spans genre also. Mm -hmm. It's not one style of dance. Yeah, we're doing a minuet, and then we're doing hip-hop. Each each queen. We we, we change styles for each queen. Yeah. It was the... um, the stage positions for sure because you're also like not wanting to look down you are also having to have a microphone that you will not be heard if you don't sing into that 
You have to have it at right. a specific I feel like the heads on eight, but oh god. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of like the dexterity because your mic also has to be at a certain Patting angle. Your head your tummy. You won't be heard if your mic isn't touching your bottom lip. You're out of your special if you're not crotching the blue. Yeah, we yeah, crotch the blue X. Uh-huh. You know, it's all of these these other things that like the elements. So it was just once we kind of got through that. That's when you're like, okay. Which you never know until you're in the space. You, know, you yeah. never know. You can yeah. be in a rehearsal room and feel perfect about the show. And once you're on set, so you're true. like, oh, surprise. Uh, that's why I would and say that's the, the deal with the put-in, the right? Put in you're up there. You're like, well, in my imaginary world, three was over here. I mean, and that's the, and then the other thing is, is like put the costumes on and three becomes <laughs> a different thing when your skirt takes up. Four to five. Yeah, the actual 2.75, you know, numbers. So you're literally like, okay, I'm supposed to be on the pink X, but it needs to be like actually the lip of my skirt has to be on the pink X. So my body is actually going to be a little bit more towards purple, (laughs) I think. Yeah, I think the the put-in was definitely um, a day. A day, uh uh-huh. And then it was like, because that was the first time we really had all the elements yeah. On the stage, wow. lighting, costumes, in-ears, you name it. But then I would say, you know, in the opening, our first night of performances, already, for me at least, and I'm sure you guys can relate, the audience element just adds a whole other layer that you can't even prepare for. The adrenaline. The adrenaline. Uh, it's the energy output. Uh-huh. Because, because, once again, very we're talking rare, to there's no fourth wall. No yeah, we're supposed wall. to talk to you all. And so it's like literally we were t- told, even in our auditions, that like it is supposed to you're supposed to like make eye contact with somebody this is your biggest fan and so half of the opening number when we have those few moments to look actually look at the audience we're literally identifying who we may talk to who we may choose who might be engaged enough to be that person for us to work with yes we're literally like hunting which section i hunt each section i'm like okay i need someone in this one and this one and this one and this one (laughs) All right, and go. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say to get to the point, and I'm going to be really cheeky and really nerdy and say badass monarchs, because once we get to this place, regardless, we've all done such a myriad of different shows. And, yeah. you know, when you do a show, you're like, am I ever going to get this? And then when you get to that point where we are actually doing it, it's like we just opened up a whole other like neural pathway of our creativity yeah. where it's like we just are ready for the next thing to come. Like, well, you I just think we're just open to receive. Open to that receive. That sounds so lame. No, but it like, doesn't. I remember, you know, I felt like I was somewhat prepared my first go around. This second go around, I was like, I know the show. I know the people. I kind of understand the quirks. However, I I came to rehearsal two weeks late. I was recording an album in Malta, and I was like, I need I need an extra two weeks. I come back for two more weeks of rehearsal. I was mm. like, this will be great. I end up getting COVID. Yeah. Oh, so perfect. I had like two days of rehearsal. Yep. I was yeah. out. And then I come back to rehearsal for one day and then they need an emergency. They need me oh, to emergency swing right. into Abby's role one night. You were just before no, I was I supposed to debut. So I was like, okay, well, it's really amazing though how the mind works because I had never run the show since I had been out of the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I will just see. I will see what's stuck. Uh-huh. I will see. And even when you feel like you are prepared, there are certain areas where you're like, I felt, I thought I was prepared for this. I messed up there, but that's all right. Whatever. Places you thought you were going to mess up, you nailed. It's just yeah. like, and that's kind of 
the challenge you take on every single night you step on that stage, you have no idea what is going to happen. It's so true. There is Full no way out but change. through. It is. You got to, yeah. It's, I, as I tell people, like, once I'm in that building, I'm pretty much incommunicado. Like, it is very rare that I have enough time to be on my phone to talk to anybody or do anything other than getting into full-blown queen. It's like, once I'm there, it is paint time, and now let's stretch, and now let's warm up, and now let's get dressed, and okay, let's strap up, and now let's go pee, and now let's go get in battle armor, and we're off, and it is a seven-minute number, and we're going. Tony winning (laughs) battle armor. Is there in this, how long did it take you into your run? Are you still playing? Did you feel like, okay, the body and the mind, I know it's still growing and, and still evolving and every night is different, but how soon into it do you start to feel like, okay, I would say I, I trust myself to get to three and to put my, my left hip on four. Hmm. I felt really not the best after the first week. And then everybody collectively in the building was like, give yourself a full week. Brennan, mm-hmm. just give yourself a full week. And I do, not that it was perfect, but I do think something just clicked that lap. After I did a full week, something clicked on that final show on the yeah. Sunday. And I felt less um, gripping. I think I remember wow, that good. show. I think I remember that show because yeah. I was watching you sing and you had never been that on. I was like, wow, but she's also, she's letting go. She's letting go a little. She's feeling you and you could your actual internal freedom manifested in your presentation of I don't need your love. It was you were on the center of every pitch, which is so hard to do in that song Mm. in particular. Yeah. I have mad respect for that song. Mm. Um, Beast. But I think I remember that show and I do remember you coming off stage and you're like, that one felt so yeah, much better. Just a little bit more surrender mm-hmm. and especially a show like this that is, as you said, breaking the fourth wall to have, you have to be present, but it's that battle of being present but not getting lost in the real time because then we have cues and, yeah. and lines. Right. So do the I felt part. that maybe that final, that first week I was like, okay, a little more momentum, a little bit more trust in myself a little bit more presence, a little bit more grounding. And that's honestly all I can ask for. Um, I think it, and just grace, showing up with so much grace and patience on yourself. And that was kind of my mantra throughout the rehearsal process of just, you're going to, I had definitely, I definitely had days where I came home and had a, a nice little cry, nice little detoxifying tear or two. Yeah, but it's cry necessary. and a shower beer. It's nothing better. <laughs> I love a shower beer. <laughs> shower beer. A little bu- bubble but bath it's so with necessary. a bottle of wine, a glass but of wine. You needed that. You need to go, you know, the ebbs and the flows and trust yeah. in yourself and trust in your mind and your body. And, and also just like you wouldn't be here if you couldn't handle it. For sure. So. And, and you're the one doing the job. Right. Every lady in town wanted this particular job, my friends. That is the God's honest truth. And that's something to carry (laughs) with you. I'm really interested in what you just said about feeling that moment when Brennan kind of opened up. Do you have a very, as you get more comfortable with it, a a sense of where your other actresses are, your other queens? Can you feel when their energy shifts from night to night? I'm... I'm also very like empathy, so I'm very big on like I. There's sometimes where I literally, totally. when we're running off after Heart of Stone, and I just have to tap her and be yeah. like, "Sing, sing, she bitch." Does. I also I feel do like and, yeah. we have those songs where we're just sitting. Yep. Mm-hmm. But like for instance, for Bree's song, we're dancing. So sometimes it's I can't even. First of all, I will get so distracted if I just listen to oh my Bree gosh, singing because she's everything. so. <laughs> if she does a riff, I will lose my shit. So I yeah. have to just like almost tune her out so I don't actually get to hear her because I'm like trying to make sure the dancing. I'm so glad the choreography <laughs> stops when you go. 
no, 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 no. <laughs> Literally. I was like, thank God we get to stand still for that. See, and I don't get to stand still at all during my numbers. So no, right. I have zero, I, I literally have zero concept of what I look and sound like in my number. It is truly on, I, my doing my number is truly on faith every single night <laughs> because I, I have no idea and I, and I have no real way of knowing other than the audience's response afterwards, but I have mm. no feedback for my number and I'm the first one right out of the gate after we're teaching you this new style of how this show is going to go. Gonna so, um, yeah, I to your question before, I'm still working on feeling settled. I think about like week three was when I started feeling like, okay, I don't need to do a, a war cry every time I make it through the show. Okay. Um, there was one show where like w- we came out of the room and I like it, I was so happy because I'd had a good dance show. And our choreographer was there to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so I literally, we came into our dressing room and I was like, I did it! Yeah! Like, like full-blown, yeah. like, roar from my Her soul. inner primitive warrior woman. Because I was, like, woman. so happy to finally, like, have a dance show that I felt great about. Um, but I, like, I, I just kind of, when it comes to the question of, like, do we have those moments? I think we just, sometimes it just comes out of us. I know I'm very, like, it, it the church in me comes out. Uh-huh. Like, my inner my inner black woman comes out, and Bertha just jumps out of me. Um, and so... Is it Bertha? Bertha, Bertha, yeah. She's um, the church lady that's coming? She's All an right. indiscriminate age. She uh, may or may not have a gun in her purse, and she exclusively <laughs> wears <laughs> caftans and church hats. Um, <laughs> I see it. Coming I to see a podcast her. to you in about 30 well, years. I think to yeah. your point, though, that's, that's the trick bag with the show, because, like, maybe one day you have a great vocal show, but then you don't have a great dance show, but then mm-hmm. your dancing was really strong, but then you're off on the mark. So it's just, like, little things, like, unravel. So, like, when you have all those... When it all melds together, yeah. you feel really, really good. You're like, okay, so, the pieces to the like. Puzzle. I yell at her on her during her number. She she usually hears me. Like I'm I'm. That's when Bertha comes out, and I'll just be like, sing, go off, and everything else. I literally do it. And then behind you, I'm just always I'm just praising the Lord behind you. Yeah. It's just always a hand like. Mm. Ooh. One hand is all. It's, it's yummy. How, it's just tasty. It gets good to me. <laughs> you, it's a vocal show pony show. Yes. Yeah, you get. You're there to show off to a certain degree, and that's kind of the conceit of the show is trying to outdo each other. How much vocal freedom are you given? How much vocal freedom do you take? Come clean. How do you mix it up? Does Bertha make different choices time to time? There is an understanding to it because it does have to be. In control and all of that. Now, there are some times where the spirit gets good and it just comes up out of you. I have been yeah. guilty of it. So, and that's also the beauty of live theater. Like, we're, we're in live theater. Um, you know, we're hoping to negotiate more freedom. I think that there's a barometer. I think that there's, I think that it's like, okay, here are certain places that I, as an actor, trust myself enough to allow myself freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Whether I get a note about it or not, I just kind of expect one at that. But there's some times where I'm like, for me, I need to do this. Yeah. For me, I need to do this. And I make sure that it does not affect anyone else. That's and there's the Amen. ticket. That's if, the T. If it doesn't affect anyone else, and as long as it is coming from an authentic place, I said this. For, I remember saying this in one of my very first auditions. I was like, I hope you're all right if I am not just doing vocal gymnastics for the sake of doing vocal gymnastics. I was like, that's not the singer I am. It's not the singer I want to be. And it's not something I want to do eight times a week. Amen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I 
all of my riffs, all of my sustained notes are either coming from a place of emotional authenticity, mm-hmm. which is very important for Heart of Stone in particular. Yes, and you or deliver that very well. it Whatever. comes from the need for technique. If I'm running out of air, I'm going to riff down Yeah, because I would rather... You know, it's like a pick your poison type thing. Yeah, you're gonna land And there's the certain plane. riffs that I'm like, I get a note and they're like, we don't really want that there. And I'm like, fantastic. I will make sure that I do not do it when you're watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But when my but my man's in the audience, he likes that one. Yeah. He's gonna get it. She said well, exactly I think it. I think yeah. it's a lesson in how to distribute creativity. Yeah, discretion. And I think there's something beautiful even for Carrie. The fact that you are creating your own art outside of the show yeah, that's is incredibly mm. powerful because sometimes I think being an artist is so intimate and mm-hmm. it comes from such an impulsive spiritual place mm-hmm. that Personal. we forget there's also, it is a business too. It's a, it's a, a tight ship, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have to respect everyone else's, this is everyone else's baby yes. just as much as it's ours. Mm-hmm. 100%. So I think it's truly the, the lesson in like understanding that's a collaboration but when I do my own music, like, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I get to riff and run and scat. Or and, not. Yeah. Or, or not. not. Yeah. Or no vibrato. And mm-hmm. I think I think it makes you appreciate those moments where you are with your own, literally, like, you're in, like, you have your own little, you know, paintbrush and you get to just yes. splatter the paint anywhere you want. And it yes. just feels that much more liberating. Yeah, yeah. So, and I, I definitely want to touch on the respect part of that because absolutely. It, this show is not about any one of us singularly. No. Exactly. Very much so that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, dream. it is a competition. We set it up <laughs> as a competition, but the end result is not that. And right. that's kind of while there is the spirit of competition, it's all very we all support each other in real life. Very much so. Totally. Um, and you are right, Brennan. It's like I I definitely the first go around I was very, very stubborn. I was like, why aren't they letting me do I w- I was just so stubborn. And then I realized <laughs> that I was fighting the wrong battle. Mm-hmm. I was fighting the wrong battle because I was fighting people that had a there are a reason that they want it done a certain way because it works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works. Companies have been doing certain things the sa- a certain totally. way because it, it works. works. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so here I am. I don't know who, who the hell I think I am that I'm like, I'm going to be the one to make it different. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to be the one that makes Jane Seymour sexy. And I'm like, yes. well, that's <laughs> sexy. You do. That's not her mode of operandi that's not her mo that's fair yeah and so i had to i had to have respect enough Mm -hmm. for the process for my castmates for my creative team for my audience to let them fill in the fill in the the gaps that jane seymour has a very specific archetype but she is a complex person Mm -hmm. and i needed to trust the audience enough to let them kind of do that as opposed Ooh. to try and be everything Ooh. and spoon feed you everything like you don't have a working brain in your head. And then yeah. you just go home and you're in your living room as the exhibitionist that you are riffing your head off and yeah. you're like, that's me. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's love, my I love the way you put it because I'm very, when it comes to singing, I'm very much so like that. Like people know yeah. me as a riffer, but I mean, Ben, you can even yeah, tell. Yeah. Like there are times where I straight up am not riffing anything through a song yeah. because it's more important about what the words are saying and what 
the delivery of just singing it straight as is is so much more important and so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think in anything yeah. that you do, it's just important to have outlets all the time. Indeed. Because yeah. you just, you need them. You need to keep the creative juices flowing. You need to be around other artists. You need to um, be that sponge. And especially when you're doing something eight times a week, it is important to find your joy in other places. Oh my God, you have to. You have oh, to. Yeah. But I, I, I do think that there's something to be said about the fact that like, I think people think because it's a singing and a riffing, mm-hmm. like a concert style show, yeah. that everyone is going to be riffing their heads off. And so what, and a part of the respect thing is that I love the fact that our creatives are not allowing it to turn into what some of pop mm. Broadway has become, which is the riffing and high note gymnastics, which right. is unsustainable and it is not, the kind of art that we we should be only aspiring to. There's so much more to the the art form and to the art of singing than just being all over the place. <laughs> this I love because I think I think to layman viewer coming in, I think it'd be very easy for a young girl to walk away and be like, yeah, I just want to go up and belt and riff and blah, blah, blah. And all of that is built in there, but there is still so much story that needs to be told oh, it's life. In, a, it in, a, in a genuine way. And the way that the show caps off in the spirit of owning yourself and your and the sisterhood and, and the, the empowerment is so key that you're not going to get there if you're not delivering the lyric in that way. You also miss all of the really excellent, clever lines oh, if you spend so much time riffing all over it. And I think that's sometimes what we, we forget. It's like it's that... You know, like some of these lines, sometimes the way I like to think about when I'm doing pulling a phrase or deciding if I'm going to riff on this note or whatever, what is the whole sentence? Will they be able to understand the sentence with my riff or without it? And that's one really great way to be like, then it's not necessary. It may musically feel good, but that is not what Mm. this is for. At this moment, I need you to understand this information. So what is more important, the information that I'm giving you or me having a good feeling because I got to do this really complicated riff? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) People might raise their hands in the audience, but I mean, it's... I, Which has to have its own mids. That's it has its own place, but where do I want yeah. you to do it? Do I want you to do it because you've heard the whole song and now also I'm giving you a great riff? Or is it just because sure. you're doing all of the riffs all over the world? They can go see Chris Brown for that. Sure. Jason Derulo. He did go to AMDA. Fun he did go to AMDA. fact, hot take. Uh, you've kind of talked a little bit about this, but go back to being baby queens pre pre your Broadway lives. What, uh, if you weren't fully ensconced in musical theater, what were you listening to? What were your musical cues and guidelines that you discovered that you could sing and kind of wanted to, to craft your voice after? I played that Christina Aguilera Christmas album Classic. all year when I was like, my kind of Christmas. <laughs> I just came from the Christina, Whitney, Mariah. Um, my mom played a lot of Barbra Streisand mm. when I was little. Um, my dad was Motown. My grandma was Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, so like, yeah. I just had like the great, the great eccentric musical palette. But when I was like in middle school, I'm just like a 2000s pop girl. Like I love those visual aesthetics. I love the outfits. I love. She loves the butterflies. I love the, butterflies. the butterflies. I do. I fairy just, queen. <laughs> Are you the fairy queen? I just love Aaliyah, like her style. 
Um, I like feel like I wish I was like eight. I don't want to give away my age, but whatever. But I wish I was like 18, 19 in the nine, like late 90s, 2000s, because I would have fully been in a girl group, Danity Kane, uh-huh. in the Pussycat Dolls. I think Nicole Scherzinger is absolutely one of the most underrated. I totally agree. Pop stars Love her. ever. Yeah. Like, I feel have like you heard her sing Memory? She's incredible. Hot dog. Have you heard her sing anything? Have you seen her anything dance? At all. Have you seen her in Dancing with the Stars? Like, I just love a, a pop star. Like, I yeah, love she is. the Britney videos. I love the Christina videos. I love the Destiny's Child videos. I love Aaliyah. I love the, and then I loved Christina because I was like, she had the voice and then the outfits and the, like, that was just my jam. Oh, yeah. Those are my girls. That's awesome. I, as somebody who was 18 or 19 in the late 90s, I, I can see all of that. Who? <laughs> I mean, I I grew up singing gospel. I'm a Detroiter, so I grew up gospel, Motown, um, all day, every day. But um, I was fortunate to be exposed to a lot of things, a lot of the greats and all of that. Like, my father was very big into um you know, funk, and uh, and so I was listening to a lot of, like, the Gap Band and mm-hmm. Charlie huh. Wilson and Earth, Wind & Fire and, um, you know, that kind of stuff while also listening to a lot of old-school gospel and, you know, new-school Kirk Franklin and John oh, P. Yeah. Key and Donald, um, Donald Lawrence and Donnie McClurkin. And then as I got older, I listened to more pop music. My boyfriend now actually is the one who's gotten me listening to more hip hop. So that's oh. fun because that <laughs> I think that's where like my my identification with Cleves is coming that's more right. so because it's like I listen to now Jay Z and Cameron yeah. <laughs> and Two Chains. <laughs> like um but I'm in a nod like I know like, who any of those people like, are. It's so yeah. funny. No, it's really uh, funny because not me and then but what I've what I've been playing out has been Jasmine Sullivan and LMA. Those have oh, been yeah. and Thames. I've been on Afro pop and Soul for R and B all day. Give it to me. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you, Gary? For me, I have, I've, I've been a shapeshifter when it comes to me. I've never stuck to a single genre. So mm-hmm. when I was very young, I always loved singing. I have been singing my whole life, but I couldn't really afford voice lessons as a kid. And so I was yeah. like, okay, so how do I, how do I become a, a good singer? So I would listen to Celine Dion. Yep. I would I'm a listen. Celine Gay from way back. Oh, I, she's number just one. She touched my face one what? time. What are you talking about? Okay, I'm just going to take a brief recess. Okay, so when I was in Cats, <laughs> she was touring her Courage tour. I saw it. Oh, so did I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did I. And um, she came to see um, Cats in Toronto. She was touring in Toronto at the time. We had a mutual friend. I, I, which she, also brings me to, you've seen her sing, you've seen Celine sing Memory in that crazy video yeah. on oh. YouTube. Dressed as a as, cat. Just as yeah. a cat, just for everybody listening, give, do yourself the favor. I, and she, she talked to us after the show. And this is one of the shameless plugs I will, I will ever, ever admit to. But um, it's very wild to meet somebody that you've admired your entire life. And not because they're a celebrity or because they're famous, but like oh. you admire so much about them, um, their uh, resiliency, mm-hmm. um, all, all of the things, their gumption, um, their ability to persist, um, and their kindness. And so when I met her, uh, she, she touched my face and she said, you have something very special. Please never stop. Oh my God. And I was like, well, 
it's not special because it's coming from Celine Dion. It's special because it's coming from somebody who has done it. Yeah. And who was actually saying that not because she had to or felt like she needed to be kind, but she actually truly meant it. Oh, yeah. And I have carried that with me for a long time because this segues back into what the question was. I grew up just making myself sound like her. Yeah. I grew up. That was my voice. Those were my voice lessons. Yeah. I, I like was listening. Mimicking yes. And same with Linda Etter. And oh. then and then I, I went into my parents very classical rock people, hence why I started with heart. Um, and uh, I mean, that was Pat Benatar help. Um, but I, I was like enmeshed in rock and um, all. And then it gets into the Paramore, Fall Out Boy, Panic yeah. at the Disco era. Haley Williams. On, One and of the best her. voices ever. Ooh, she's good. So, yeah. good. I mean, come on. She is so underrated. Range. Um, and very experimental. She does not stick to a single genre either. No, um, but I, I then I went to conservatory um, for college and I became fascinated with like Philharmonic and symphonies and wow. orchestral. I was I was listening to film scores yes. like John like mm. John Williams and Hans Zimmer. Like Woo! I was, yeah. and all of these things have come very full circle as my influences in the in the music that I want to write and have been writing and put into the world. Because I remember growing up being like, "Why is everything a love song?" Yeah, <laughs> it is. Why and not because there's anything wrong with that. I just. It is a love song about um, most most things are a love song about physical gratification, about um, validation within relationship in romantic relationships, all uh. of these things. And I just realized when I sat down to start writing music, I was like, what do I want to put out there? It's not this because the world has enough of that. I so in Celine Dion, in Linda Etter, in all of these classic rock goddesses and gods, like, and in the symphony where there aren't words to describe mm-hmm. feelings, um, I was like, I I'm going to write music that I wish I would have had and been able to listen to when I was younger, and Beautiful. I don't like I that's you know what I say today. I don't actually know what's going to happen or come out of my mouth later. Sure. But we evolve and change in every day. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like influences um, have have grown and evolved and manifested into things that I could have never predicted when I was, you know, falling asleep to like, <laughs> my heart will go on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Waiting for it to come back on the radio. Waiting, again. just praying. I, I lived <laughs> yeah. for me. So, uh, Celine Dion, getting to see Celine Dion <laughs> alive. Um, so her. Unreal. One of her trumpeteers nephew was on my show, was on my tour, and we got we stopped in Vegas and we got to go to her show while she was doing her residency there. Uh. And that her opening number, I started sobbing mm-hmm. and I was like, I want that. Mm-hmm. God, if that's mm. where I want in my career to be able to do because it was just so the presence and we had, you know, they had told us how she had stripped down the show and how everything had changed and how it was less backup dancers and less everything. Right. And it she was went just from like, the Cirque du Soleil thing back to yeah, like, and it was just like, singer and microphone. This woman is 
impeccable. She's impeccable. The technique (sighs) is like it was literally I was like, there are very few artists that you can go see live and they sound exactly like they're recording. And without a (laughs) shadow of a doubt, I know you are singing Singing live. live. And maybe it's because we do our shows eight shows a week. But I have a very big thing like you can't call yourself a full blown singer Mm. until you can do it live. Until Hello, you can do it live Dolly. without, like, <laughs> right? you know. And it's not like, oh, you have a bad live show here and there. We all have bad vocal sure. days. But, I mean, like, if you cannot perform live, if you can't do it without the backup of your mm-hmm. track, baby, you're not a singer. You're a performer. You're an entertainer. Vocalist. But uh-huh. you are not a singer. Because mm. singers got to do it and are do it Are you listening, God? Are you listening, world? <laughs> Listen up. <laughs> Um, I love all of this because it makes a lot of sense that this this project is such a great fit for you guys with mm-hmm. with with the influences that you have and that you get to have this experience of doing theater while also it's kind of busted open what theater can be, right? That mm-hmm. it can be a concert and it can be theatrical and have an arc and a story and all the bells and whistles. It's really extraordinary, which is evidence still from the these two like i literally like i listen to their voices and the way they place things and it's no, like I, I i play with it because it's like it's just so good same we same. we play like little like birds in the hallway like somebody will sing a riff and somebody like ooh, ooh yeah, like back at each it. other yes it's true. we're running out of time and i just i want to ask within all of the harmonies throughout the show is everybody set on a specific line, or do we all take the top line at some point? Somebody goes down, we mix and mingle to jingle and beat. How does that? It's, I'm just, I'm dying to know. I've it's, never been more the grateful. Mix is so good. I've never been more grateful to be an alto in my life. I'm sure. <laughs> I yeah. get, I get that cute middle line. I am <laughs> middle a too. middle line baby, and I love I'm right it. Right there with you. I. This is actually one of the first Shout times where to... I'm singing the low line for most of it. Oh, wow. I call, I call this like this is an Effie show where you have to sing low. But you also need to be able to sing the high part when you need to, because there's like three occasions where I'm actually, weirdly enough, on the high line. Okay. And then my own number is, you know, above the oh, staff. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, no, you have to, I can't warm up too much because I have to, <laughs> I have to be able to sing my low notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the middle <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I, I do the show eight times a week. I'll never envy um, Sam, Sam and, and Andrea. And they're never all the way. Envy. They are up they are there rafters. the entire time. Yep, they are the rafter girls. But you know what? That's a nine. That's a good ninety-minute getter. Courts of steel. Yeah, courts of steel. Those two. Well, I feel like you all. You all have to. Do you find that? Um, I know we're running out of time, but do you find that you have time to work on your music and your other things because the show is a shorter show as opposed to being in a show it that gets out at eleven o'clock at night? Good. I I remember I, um, I was on my couch at nine thirty one night. Oh, dreaming. And all of my friends were so, that are in shows are just so, so jealous. jealous. I'm so sorry, y'all, but I did Les Mis. <laughs> yes, yeah. you did. You three did hours, so I deserve it. I've you paid your dues. I've done yeah. Oklahoma. I've, I've yeah. put in my time. I think really, it right now, I'm still, I call it, I'm still getting my queen legs. Like, okay. we're still, we're still like, you know, introducing ourselves as the new monarchs. We're still yeah. doing press. We are still, you know, like, running around, still getting used to the thing and everything. But I think once... Once everything kind of settles down, the new season, you know, Pandanimi is almost on its way out. I think then it'll just be like, oh, yeah, this is I, this is one facet of what I do. And then I also have this other stuff that I'm doing. Yeah, it's important. Again, those yeah. outlets. And the balance of life. Yeah. The balance too. of life. The balance. Indeed. All right. Last question. Favorite, favorite moment in the show for you oh. specifically. What's your favorite moment? 
right now it's hearing four, five more minutes. I could see the joy in your eyes. It it's because we're it's the one time where we get to lock in harmonies. We're not dancing or anything else. We're standing still, holding on to each other, and get to be in this gorgeous each of us on our own notes six part harmony. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. A yeah. united front. Yeah, it's like, it, and it yeah. just sounds good when we, we just all line in. It does. It's just, it does I like sound the, good. Oh, no, you go, <laughs> you go babe. No, I, I was just going to say, I like the, um, the, oh, my gosh, what is the word? Rise above harmony where we're oh, like. The, the, the riff. The, the, I just oh, yeah, love yeah. that moment because it's just so unexpected and precious. And um, I like that, you know, you get to, it's, it's follows directly after that um i just have it's right now i just find so much joy in that moment and also right before the um mega mix when we're going in and we're just like having a blast wow. uh -huh. i enjoy that so fun i like it is to irresistibly it's fun still in that 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 portion of the show but i really enjoy when we come together for the remix because there's something so powerful we're like on that united front well you get and to I, visit where you've been and now yeah, you've gotten where you're going powerful. it feels incredibly uh like there's like a synergy that or like this like i don't know there's like just this like powerful energy that we're conjuring mm -hmm. into no no all yeah. together Cute, Henry, yes. yeah i'm through hey yeah. it, ah. and maybe oh. again that's like the girl group in me but i'm like my inner child is soaring also yes. the top of get down I notice how all of us, like, there's something Whoa. that shifts with all of us when she, after she does tragic, all of us are ready for that. Don't. Uh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, all of our faces, there's something our about oats, it where baby. it's like all of us are just like, <laughs> let's go. Uh, you are feeling your oats, and the audience feels the oats. And I, I acted a damn fool at the show when I saw the other <laughs> okay. night. You weren't uh, acting a damn fool. You were acting appropriately, appropriately. for the, for the Do you like that? You like the audience to react. Yes. To, to Please react. That. Don't record. Please react. Don't record. Don't record. The reflective can in phones are. Stop it, <laughs> you monsters. Seeing your joy hyped. I was like, he's yes. in it. Do you feel I'm going to get that. You yes, can you judge do. people. That yeah. makes me, yeah. And yes. I, it makes me mad. I'm looking around at the other people. I'm in the middle of like a 14th headbang, and then some German free doors down is like, <laughs> just sitting there observing. And that's not, like not in it. our House of Holbein accent. They run again. the gamut. Yeah. They run the gamut. The audiences run the gamut. They do. It's so exciting, though, when I, because everybody's literally on their feet and in their spirits on their feet. Um, I could talk to you. I wanted to ask you about fans and queendom and all that, but we're out of time. We'll have to do a part two. Too easy. We'll do a part two at some yes, point. Yes, please. Uh, this has been amazing. Thank you, ladies, Thank so you much. I remain your us. devoted fan and friend. And uh, if you're listening to this, go see Six. Just do it. Do love yourself enough Come. to go see Six. Come on down. Come on down. Come Thanks, ladies. We love you. Love you. Thank you, babe. baby. Thank you. So there you have it. You got to go see Six. Want to say thank you to Bree and Brennan and Carrie Renee Fuller for being here with us. That was such a fun conversation, and it's such a fun show. Go and see Six. I know it's a great workout album, too. Go ahead and put that album on. Get on the Fancy Prancer at the Planet Fitness and live your best life. It'll fly by. All right, that's it for now. I want to remind you to follow us on social media at The Broadway Cast. You can find me at Ben Does Broadway. Subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show, share us with your friends, tell somebody who's not listening to listen. And, of course, if you want to support us to the fullest extent that 
is supportable. You can do it on Patreon. All you got to do is click the link in the liner notes. When you're a Patreon family member, you get exclusive content that we make just for you. So you can do that. All right. Until next time, I remain your Broadway buddy, Ben Cameron, saying have a great show. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.